0: Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? A lifestyle, the, the lifestyle, lifestyle, our lifestyle. lifestyle. How that lifestyle been treating you? A thousand percent better than any other lifestyle I've lived. I had a lot of lifestyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, it's been cool. I don't know if it's a thousand percent better, but it's just new things. It's just new experiences. I'm not even gonna say it's better than anything. It's just I, exp- I appreciate this experience of this part of my lifestyle for what it is. Right, and it's the best part of my life. So that's why I said that it was Yeah, twenty twenty has definitely been the best year of my life. I don't know what other motherfuckers talking about or going through, but this shit been pop- everything I've been wanting been coming been popping. And so shit I don't know about the next man, but it's been the best year of my life. So Well that's good for you and anybody else who's having a good year and I also understand why some people will say that they having a bad year, whether that's personally or Yeah yeah but I think people using the, the, world, the shit yeah. that's going on in the mm-hmm. world as an excuse to act like shit is all bad Like right. you know what I'm saying Like oh 2020 right. Like come I on mean, my nigga like, it's, it's really not a bad thing uh, Having to be stay home nice with, with your family, family. Yeah it's like What the a, fuck is up With you niggas You should have picked Better partners partner. yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying And then if you after this, you can still, still pick, pick a better, better partner just in case you. it come back around again. You right. know, you know, you know what you don't want to be stuck in the house with. Okay. So, so what's been popping with you? That's what's been popping with me, bro. Like just appreciating everything that is going on in my, I appreciate the good and the bad anyway. Like I remember like a lyric that's stuck with me for my whole life. Uh eight-ball said on the song, I live it how it comes come to me. Good, good or bad. Yeah, I got to going it. It ain't no movie. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because it's gonna come good, it's gonna come bad, it's gonna come. Okay. Hey, listen, dog. The, the highs ain't so high, and the lows ain't so low. It's right? a, it's, a, it's up to you. You got to work. Yeah, I got a word, man. My uh word would be hustle. To be aggressive, especially in business or other financial dealings. What about you? Yeah, I got a word. My word is hooligan. It's usually a young man who's engaging in rowdy or violent behavior, especially as a part of a gang or a group. So women can't be hooligans. I don't know. Uh, hooliganettes? Well, I guess so. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if that's you, not a word. You can keep, you can yeah, borrow that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We could so the reason that those are our words is because. So let me tell this. I told the story on here before. You know yeah, what I'm saying? A couple I, of, weeks ago. Yeah. So, like last year, sometime I can't even remember where I was at, but I know I wasn't nowhere near where the, the end of the story go end up at. Right. Okay. So a guy approached me and he said he he, he did a spill. He had wanted to sell me a CD, and I just actually had bought a CD player, record player, mix combo thing. So I said, yeah, I grab one, and I know how it is selling CDs or whatever. So then. A couple weeks ago, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum of location. You know what I'm saying? And I see him pull up, and I'm watching him. And I say to the, uh, I say to my wife, like, "Yo, he' about to sell somebody a CD." And she like, "What?" I say, "My man right here is about to get out the car and sell whoever pull up." Matter of fact, somebody. He, he actually was coming toward me, but somebody pulled up. That's actually what happened. He sold him a CD. I said, hey, dog, you the hooligan, blah, 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 blah. I bought your shit last year, and I know we wasn't nowhere near here. And I said, yo, man, check out the show. I want to have you on the show. So today we go, we go sit out and we go kick it with Jaquan the Hooligan. What's going on, bro? What's How you up? doing? What's
1: up, y'all? How y'all doing, man?
0: Yeah, what's going on, man? Doing good. Glad to be here. Yeah, so, yeah, that was a great story, and he told me that, like, the second time he seen you, he said, yo, we go to have Jaquan on because he on his grind. Like, this a year later, and he still on his grind, yes moving sir. to physical CDs. That's one thing we can appreciate, especially coming from music and standing outside the stores with radios and with batteries and playing music. Oh, he had You used to have to, we used to work yeah. at the airport. We used to Carry our headphones around and let you hear it and mm-hmm. buy it right then. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And we and that was a good living for back then, but it was really instrumental in us building our name when we were when we were rappers. You know what I'm saying? And that was dope to see that somebody still does that. Right. And right. then not only do they do it, like he's seen you more than one place really <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's it's the living. Yeah, yeah. it's the living.
0: So how long have you been doing the music?
1: I've been professionally making a living off of it for 20 years. Yeah. For life-wise, I've been doing this for 30 years. I started like in eighty nine, with my first rap. Started doing little school shows. I did a few talent shows up at Mary Grove College, uh, St. Gregory's Church, uh, a couple other spots that I've forgotten about. I've got... Old videos that I can't even find of right. a little kid me doing performances. Uh, I performed with a, a foundation called the Tammy R. Murray Foundation. It's a young lady who was uh, killed, I believe, like in Ohio, and her mother set up a, a foundation in memory of her, a little charity uh, foundation. And a uh, long time ago, she used to let like young kids uh, from the Boys and Girls Club on Living Noise come up and do like their talent and stuff. So I've been I've been doing it for quite some time. It's it's a life for me. Yeah, right, so right, it's right. A real lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. So
0: let's Let's, let's talk growing up in Detroit because we were just actually listening to some uh, some of the music on the way over here. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your experience growing up in Detroit. Are you from, you from Finkel, right? I'm from Finkel. So yeah. how, how was growing up on Finkel? And what know part what?
1: of Finkel? Uh, now a lot of folks will say I, I I was arrested a long time ago, not for nothing major. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, I think I was just being a young hooligan, just like being a little yeah. bit rambunctious yeah. at my young age. And uh, the arresting officer who was booking me asked, "Okay, so where you live?" I'm like, "One," well, uh, told my address. I'm like, oh, you over there by Finkel and Living North. I'm Like, yeah. He's like, man, I got a girlfriend who wants me to come over there. I'm not parking my car over there. I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's not that bad of an area. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people try to make Detroit look overly rough, overly poor. I, I never thought that I was poor until people started saying, like, yeah, you ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? I never, I never believed we never went out uh, or went without. We uh never really lived like in uh, too much crime. Of course, there were fights. Of course, there were scrimmages. There was one time that my brother had got into a fight, and uh, dudes came and shot up the house. But this wasn't an everyday occurrence. Right. You know what I'm saying? This was just one isolated incident from my brother being stupid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think I think that.
0: Or, or Growing did, up, well, I got, before you go further, okay, he he won the fight. That's why they came back and shot. Probably, him up. I yeah. mean, I, I was a little kid at the oh, time. Okay, okay, you know what okay, I'm okay, saying? Okay. But
1: I mean, I remember, you know what I'm saying? Uh My father coming in, uh, covering covering us because somebody was shooting outside, and I remember there were a few bullet holes. And I imagined that it was probably because he got into the fight and won or whatever. Yeah. Maybe he won, maybe he lost. I wasn't there, you know what I'm saying? But you that's, gotta
0: be an ill nigga that come shoot up a house and you yeah, won the fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to be
1: ill. But, I mean, growing up in Detroit wasn't as hard as I think people. Try to make it. Yeah, try to make it. I think it's all about the individual. How strong are you as an individual? You know what I'm saying? And and I
0: think, too, people comparing it to where they grew up at. So if my daughter heard that story, she might say, yo, you you had it hard. Like, people shooting at the house, she's never going to experience that. But then I would look at her like. But that's happened to me. Well, we houses, we, right? right? Yeah. We, you feel what I'm saying? So yep. I think people compare it to how how they might have grew up. Because I mean, so say we. You, you just told us that story is nothing We've been on both sides of that yeah. right? And somebody might have grew up in Bloomfield Hills and, and that's how they view it Because that sound like oh my god you must be poor That didn't even have nothing to do with money That had to do with somebody more than likely Being a sore loser of a fight Pretty and, much. And, and wanting to be a sucker You feel Pretty what I'm saying much. So I, I always look at that when people be like I didn't even know I was poor because we didn't make a big deal yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. The, the fun it shit we was the, doing Had nothing, nothing to of, do with money we even, enjoyed life, right? Yeah. Even when I hear people talk Talk about happiness and money Like the happiest times in my life Are not uh, Not one of them Is tied to my financial situation Like I cannot remember a time That me being happy Was tied to my Tied to my financial situation And I think people Say that they grew up poor Of Because of wants And not needs Mm -hmm. Like you know what I'm saying Like you said We never went without Yeah me wanting a pair of Jordans, because you always hear this sucker-ass story about I couldn't afford no Jordans and mm-hmm. all that. Like, that shit is so lame to me. Like, bro, you know how hard parents got to work to put food on the table exactly. and you – the kids don't want Jordans. The kids don't want Gucci. They don't know nothing about this shit. Like, when you see parents who, like, overdo it for their kids, that's because you you didn't even want that shit when you was young. You think you should have had that. Mm-hmm. So that make you look at it like – oh, I'm poor. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I, we never th- thought we was poor. Like, I've never... I mean, I've never been poor. poor. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. You feel me? I live in Angster. <laughs> the majority of people from Angster might live below the poverty line, but we had great times. Exactly. You understand what yeah, I'm saying? Like, like, great times, like, I think just that, hanging out, having fun.
1: I think that... Growing up as our generation, like before social media and all that stuff, yeah. we had it the best because we didn't have all the pressures of Trying following the next yeah. man and keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. You know, as, as a kid, we used to play with our GI Joes, and we didn't buy new GI Joes when one yeah. GI we Joe got broke. we yeah, we take that band out of him, and and now Flint got Duke's legs. Yes, you know, yes, know what I'm saying? Right, right. But now it's all about <laughs> you. Said they man, boy, exactly. Boy, yeah. Now of. it's all about oh man, I got to have the fly. I got to be the flies on the block yeah, you know what I'm and saying? And you like, like six. Oh, no, like, exactly. you know what I'm
0: saying? So I keep hearing you mention your brother. Like how many other siblings did you have?
1: I have uh well two brothers. One was uh one uh died uh and I think my brother Kenny died in like 1992, 93. Nah,
0: who, is that who you was talking about on the album?
1: Uh uh, uh, uh which part.
0: Uh it was a song and You, you say they took my brother
1: from. It. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, uh, killed my yeah, brother, yeah. man. Yeah. No, I was talking I was actually talking about the homeboy Dion Okay. okay. Yeah,
0: okay. Uh, okay.
1: But I mean, I consider them brothers. You know yeah, what I'm oh saying? Oh, no, I feel you. But, I got, uh, I
0: got but, a twin brother, but I got a bunch of brothers. And indeed. We, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I mean, mommy,
1: well, I, I, that's why I said brother man. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm okay. saying? But I have a brother, uh, Kenny. He passed away a long time ago. And I have a brother named Rondell, And uh, he's the dumpster king in Detroit. If, if you got uh, 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 any bulk, he works the contracts out down at the uh, court. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. he picks up the eviction bulk and stuff like that. that. Is that
0: your older brother or your younger this, brother? This
1: is my old. Uh, both of my brothers got me by uh, at least nine years. One by nine years. One by uh, 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 Rondell got me by like 11 years. Years, believe, yeah. about oh, so y'all didn't even grow up in the same? House. Uh, no, oh no, we grew up uh, partially in the same house. You yeah, know but by I'm the saying?
0: time you, by the time
1: you was discovering, yeah, 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 he, pretty, pretty much, they, yeah, they were there. Uh, they, they uh went over to their mothers. Okay,
0: so y'all have the same said, father?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, we have the same father. Okay. I didn't have the option of uh moving out with my mother because my mother OD'd when I was six years old. Okay, so you know what I'm saying I uh did I didn't uh, have the chance to move because my father he was strict on discipline. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and, and and honestly, I think that that was the best thing for me yeah. to not have that option because it made me a better man. You know what yeah. I'm saying. I had I had that discipline. You know what I'm saying, so I could handle life a little bit better than my older brother.
0: Now, how, how did that affect you? Now that you were adult and like you come to the reality, like because when you say you, she OD, she passed away. Yeah. So how did that affect you when you come to the reality? I don't know if you ever sold drugs or got into uh, the drug game. I can't assume that. But mm-hmm. how, how how did that affect you? Because when you you can actually grasp, like, my parent isn't here because they took too many drugs. Did that keep you out of the drug game? Did that push you to the drug game? Or were you in the drug game and you had some type of sympathy for that?
1: Unfortunately, I can't say that I have it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, as a young man coming up, sometimes there are sometimes that you feel like, okay, well, this is an option that I'm going to have to go to get a little bit more income, right? And, no, I,
0: and I asked that question too, just to preface that question because I used to sell crack at one point, right? Uh-huh. So the like the, with me selling crack, like nobody ever fronted me anything. I worked the job, I bought my own crack, and I sold my own crack. Uh-huh. But the crazy part is, my father put me in my first dope spot because he used to use drugs and shit and then I remember like I vividly remember like one time dog I just had a sack like so good Mm -hmm. and it's cause he told me but then I seen his reaction right and Mm -hmm. then I just was like I ain't selling crack no more because the way he I was a dog I was 19 right Mm -hmm. but the way he reacted I said I can't afford for somebody to go the wrong path in life, because I sold they parents some drugs when they was a kid, and they reacted like that. Mm-hmm. And this was the I I I I I'm from Inkster. I, I never sold crack in Inkster. I sold dope somewhere else. I didn't cop crack from niggas who lived in Inkster, so they wouldn't be in my business. Mm-hmm. I had like some of the best dope that was coming out of the city of Detroit at this time. Okay. But when I seen my father react like that, because he was I, an old crackhead, right? He's and yeah. he's so I'm well, like he, ain't, he, ain't, on like, no more, he no. ain't on drugs no more. He ain't on drugs no more. But I'm 19, so I'm like, dog. What about the the five year old who parents Go keep going to look for that crack mm-hmm. who can't fend for themselves. So mm-hmm. I just sold that sag and I was done like cold turkey. Because yeah, like I said, I bought it myself. Yeah, yeah, but fortunately I never was yeah. a crack dealer.
1: Well, you know that saying? didn't Don't you uh, look down on me that? That didn't uh up. deter me yeah. from my decision. My decision was: okay, well, look, I've got a situation where I want to improve. Yeah. This is a temporary uh item that I can use. Because I mean, look. I'm living in a house full of crackheads. Yeah. Right. Quite frankly, I'd be dumb. (laughs) Not to not not sell. Because I mean, shoot, I'm making all this money. You know what I'm saying? Of course I gotta watch out. You know what I'm saying? Of course everyone's gonna steal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna steal my shit. You know what (laughs) I'm saying? But I mean my aunt, her brother, their friends, you know what I'm saying? They all you literally just insert me here. Exactly. All I have to do is just wake up and open my door. Hey nephew, what's going on? No, come on, baby. Let so you ain't stuff.
0: selling crack. They just buying it from Pretty you. Pretty much. Yeah, you ain't like selling it. Like Pretty it ain't much. like. Yeah. That's did. how I was too. Like I didn't stand on the corner mm-hmm. or no shit like that. Well, like I he did really do a spot on spot.
1: Princeton, uh like uh probably I was like maybe seventeen. Uh it was a spot on Princeton and I I've gotta uh say thank the Lord that I'm here because I almost died at this situation. This is before I started selling. Uh, Before I started selling my album, I uh, was working with door-to-door sales companies. Mm -hmm. Now, the very first time that I went to uh, a—the second time that I went to work for a door-to-door sales company, it's a company called Austin Diversified Products. They're uh, based in Chicago, and they travel around the world. One week before I started working for this company, I uh, was working with uh, one of the Finkel OGs. He put me in a spot on uh, Princeton and. Probably about a couple of days after that, we get into a beef with uh, this girl who we're trying to flirt with. She calls the cops on us and gets the spot rated. So we run out the back. I take the dope and I throw it in the alley. Now, me and the big man, we looking all through the alley for this dope and we couldn't find it. So they start suspecting that I stole that dope. So probably the next day. I got the job at Austin Diversifier Products and they took me to my first sales location, Lansing, before taking me to uh, North Carolina yeah. to start doing the sales. I came back home like probably a few months later and found out that his big man had killed him over that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, And that was when I was like... Thank yeah, because,
0: I mean, we call it the dope game, but it's really not a game. It's way Yeah, it is not a game. Yeah, it's definitely it, not a game. It's, it's, it, it, well, for 22 years, probably, the, the drug cocaine was the pipeline of everything from the criminal justice system down to if a nigga from in the projects. I man. almost shot my cousin at my saying. grandmother's
1: house. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? For going in the set. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm not proud of it. You know what I'm saying? I, I rarely even tell, you know what I'm saying, these right. stories. I, right. I don't well, rap we about, about it enough. Yeah, we yeah don't, you know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So y'all y'all getting the exclusive here. Yeah, yeah. But it's you know what I'm saying, it's, it's something that I definitely feel shame about. You know what I'm right. saying? Because and that's it was why I green. asked that
0: question, because like I said, looking back, it's mm-hmm. like, damn, like like the, the, you're going to have an impact on your community one or two ways. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? And your impact on your community, the the bad way. So if you sell drugs and everybody look up to you, uh, now you got every young man in this neighborhood Wanting to be like you You're going mm-hmm. to destroy that neighborhood Or mm-hmm. you could say hey we not go destroy this neighborhood Because these neighborhoods mean something more Than this was the crack in this house And then we end up with a situation Like we got in every major city Now these houses and these neighborhoods That we disrespected so much Is worth so much to white people mm-hmm. And now we've, we we left out We going to be left out because yep. you didn't keep the taxes Up on a house that, was, that you didn't Owe no money on because you rather sell out you rather boom it and make it a dope spot Indeed. And then you go Go buy a house In a white neighborhood And Indeed. never Not miss a tax payment it's, it's ass backwards And they keep getting us With the banana In the tailpipe And only paying attention To what's going on Is how we okay. Stop that So So uh, through your journey, when would you say that you actually discovered rap, though? You say you've been rapping for 30 years or whatever, and I get that. I understand that because before you even let anybody know you rap, you done mm-hmm. rapped a thousand verses of your own in the shower and all yep. of that. But when did you discover rap? Like, what song made you know, like, yo, this is it?
1: Uh, Run DMC, I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. Suckin' MCs. They call me sire to burn my kingdom. You must use fire. Yeah. I won't stop rockets till I shit. retire. Yeah, my see. brothers, yeah. Yeah. Kenny and Rondell, yeah. they put me onto that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We be in the room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Acting Today, like Rondell. Yeah. Was, you exactly. was, was you Jay? Who was Jay? Who was now, who? No, we wasn't acting uh, like uh, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, but we be listening. Yeah. And so we be you, listening pretty hard.
0: So how you feel like that they just found out who killed Jam Master Jay and shit? Like, I mean, this was weird. Weeks ago that they found that out, but how you feel about that? Like, you
1: know what? Honestly, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, there's there's nothing that can help the man now. He's <laughs> past. He's gone. Right. That, I didn't laugh at
0: that, but be what I, I what what actually just dawned on me is even that was supposed to be drug related. We are talking mm-hmm. about a musical. Icon, uh huh, who made you want to rap? He's the DJ who yep. made you want to rap. It's and his style, the whole style. Yeah. Right, Is it like and the possibly, dress all? Yeah. He, he was possibly murdered because of drugs. Yeah, like I mean, I feel like you do what you want to do. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying, and you know what come with that. Everybody mm-hmm. know what come with that. Yeah, but damn, bro, like a, a, a musical icon. Taking out the game, possibly drug related. Yep. That shit sounds crazy to me. Yeah, it, it, I, it is I understand an unfortunate it though, situation. But I, I it just sounds so crazy to it me. It is an unfortunate
1: situation. Uh uh Honestly, if i if, if I could lean towards a feeling, I would my feeling would be this we're all going to die someday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know what circumstances that man had, you know what I'm saying? I don't know maybe Yeah, it, nobody yeah, knows. You know what I'm saying? The I'm, people
0: who did it ain't going to tell us exactly. and he ain't allowed to say. it.
1: Exactly. So I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not going to uh try and, you know what I'm saying, philosophize here, you know what I'm saying, and and try and try and, uh, give enlightenment on the situation, but the man is passed on. It's unfortunate and I mean, if you kid, the the justice would be for his family, yeah. you know and I'm, I'm not
0: even gonna say that's justice because I believe in street justice. So whoever did whatever to who, they yeah, already knew. Not. So yep. it ain't
1: it ain't not, like
0: this ain't new to nobody who is in involved in that yeah. mix mm-hmm. and involved in that situation. So. I don't care that they arrested nobody because you that ain't justice. Twenty years later, like that, that's yeah. just actually to me reopening wounds. Pretty we, much, re, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much. Now, not like oh,
1: this bastard, this is the yeah. motherfucker that killed my family, and I've
0: been seeing it, and, and I've been seeing this nigga. Exactly. And what if this nigga get off? Not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like this ain't nothing new. Anybody who in the mix, they already knew. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, obviously, Ryan DMC was one of your uh, musical influences. But what uh-huh. is? T- tell me about Dank Brewing Guns.
1: Dank Brewing Guns is the reason that I rap. Okay. Uh, Back in uh the early 80s, we'd be doing, uh. I mean, we still do our Christmas get-togethers. We have like little talent showcases, you know what I'm saying, in the living room where we just get together saying, I do comedy back in the days. So I used to want to be a comedian. Yeah. Until one Christmas, my cousin Fingerman comes. We call him Fingerman because he has yes, one, one finger, finger on each other. Yeah. He, he from the East Side? Uh yeah, Davis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he we do familiar beats. And with shit? Him. Uh uh No, he don't do beats, but uh he uh he works with R Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, how, yeah, how, we that's how we know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So he comes <laughs> and he starts doing uh some raps. And later on we get to listen to some tapes that him and our other cousin Greg had made and uh their friend uh Bobby, whose name is Rittler. And so we like, damn, this is dope. You know what I'm saying? So the next Christmas, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and follow up. I'm going to go ahead and write me a rap. Now, I wasn't taking it serious. I was just writing me a rap. So later on that year, these niggas started flying out to California, and then next thing we know, they signed to MC Hammer. Yeah. And so that's when I'm like, oh, okay, this so shit this shit is real. Yeah, yeah, this shit is real. <laughs> so this can happen. Right. So that's when I started taking Oakland and bit. Detroit. Yeah, Not exactly. to
0: cut you off, Oakland and Detroit, cousins yep. and brothers, man. Pretty life. much, yeah. pretty
1: much. Shouts out shouts out to uh, uh, Castro and all them, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But they uh, it, it let me know that this could be done. So me and Fingerman's younger brother, Marcellus, we started a group called the PB Players. Okay. And the initial plan was we was going to record a demo, send it out the Hammer, and uh, have them you know what I'm saying trying to get us on the Busted Records label which the uh, Dane Brown Guns and DBGs were on yeah this dumb ass nigga finger man you dumb motherfucker <laughs> this nigga goes to Jamaica with my cousin and these niggas try to bring some weed back into the United States this nigga gets uh, federal time he did like eight years for this shit uh, so the group is broken up pretty much uh, Rittler he's a uh, shelf with Def Jam Def Jam Records signed him they shelved him you know what i'm saying and greg he just uh sniper. he just stopped pretty much doing music all together after this i mean so. cuz them
0: two hard blows you're one man go to jail, yeah 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 then somebody gets on a deaf jam of all labels yeah get yeah he gets shelved you yeah you feel what i'm saying so
1: that but uh but You know, I'm kind of glad that it happened that way because I built a serious independence off that. Shortly after that, uh, I started uh, recording my own uh, solo demo tapes, sending them out to record companies, and uh, they send them back unsolicited. And so I'm like, one day I'm like, hmm, I could really use a bag of weed and some Black & Miles or something. What can I sell here? I, here go some tapes. Went to the gas station on Finkel and Living Noise, and I was surprised. I really wasn't expecting them tapes to sell that well. But because I have sales experience with those door-to-door companies, yeah, settings. doing that door-to-door, yeah. I knew how to finesse it. You know what I'm saying? So shit, I put it's, me in it, a little it, it together? Like,
0: Hearing the story make perfect sense to me. If you're, the first thing about sales is fear. Once you get over the fear of tra- approaching yes. somebody, because it's the law of average, you go here – Yes, one time every ten people you go here. Yes, like and you already had this knowledge of sales. Indeed, right. So let's talk about MBG Records and Backport Productions. Is okay. that is that who you was making the demos with? Uh, I
1: uh, uh, I made probably like four songs off of the demo with uh, MBG Records uh, okay. and Backport Productions. Uh, another one of the songs that I made off the demo was just uh like probably two other songs that I made was just some songs that I spent money at Mo Masters on Will Demak. It's pretty much right around the corner from me. Right. Yeah. So but well, who ran uh
0: MBG Records and Back Porch Productions? Because uh, somebody was behind that, right? Okay, like that was uh, a big thing.
1: Back Porch Productions was the studio and the uh product uh the dudes who pretty much made the beats and recorded the songs. It was uh my man's maw dog and uh Noteworthy enough, one of the four tops, Roquel Payton. Yeah. Back in these days, Roquel wasn't as, let's say, uh, uh, extravagant as he (laughs) is now. This was a straight hood nigga, you know what I'm saying? He, he He was unk. Back in yeah, the days, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? I, I'm really proud of him because he, Roki really stepped it up. You know what I'm saying? When he stepped into his father's footsteps to become a member of the, uh, uh of the, uh, new four tops. Okay, but okay. back in the days, this nigga was his seister. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga was that nigga that was like, well well you know fellas, uh uh I'm lost to eight dad, we're gonna have to re-record this session over. Or well you know fellas, it's gonna take about two hours uh at $30 an hour. Two hours to, uh one, redo of the, this like,
0: one of the people who the sto- like the industry stories you hear, like I always say. That Stevie J is the prime example of what a a young girl's mother would tell her the industry was about. Okay, you feel what I'm saying? Like he 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 embodies that image of what your guns make you want to shy, make you want to have your daughters and shit shy shy away from from the the industry. industry. Uh, and what's the other homie named Rich? That's really yeah. Yeah, He he, just straight suckers. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying Stevie J is a sucker. Like you just do shit that you wouldn't want nobody to do to your daughter, Uh and 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 that's like industry like. He's like you know they try to get you in the studio and if you look good and you a woman they go try to have sex with you they don't care indeed. how old you are And so My man is that like that put me in that mind indeed. frame like yeah so we this, know we can get the this money out of these the,
1: kids this is the fire that forges us though you yeah. know what I'm saying so now we getting we ain't got no money to be spending on studio <laughs> like that yeah. so now we began thinking like okay so what that nigga got over there he got that computer he got that keyboard. Okay, let's hustle up. Let's go sell some tapes, sell some CDs or whatever, sell some candy bars, because I was selling candy bars for a while. Let's go get the money to get... Uh, uh, We started out with a, a karaoke machine. Yeah. From the karaoke machine, we went to a mini-disc player and what was it, a CD burner? Uh, connected to a mixer. That was like our first digital experience. Yeah. From there, we went to a computer, started working with a cakewalk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From there, we started like... Beginning to hook up beats, but our beats wasn't as good as, uh, well, my beats wasn't as good as, uh, Roki and Mordog. So I just saw Jack and Beats off SoundCloud. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, uh, Backports Productions was the, uh, recording facility. MBG Records was pretty much like the sales branch and the, uh, uh, I guess I'll say military branch, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was the click, you know what I'm saying? The enforcement, you know what I'm saying? Like if I had to go do a show or something, these were the dudes that were with me. But these niggas are fucking idiots. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These niggas stay in jail until recently, you know what I'm saying? I think I've calmed them down a bit, you know what I'm saying? But these niggas we we have we we halfway across the country in Waterloo, Iowa. Niggas is selling pills and weed while I'm selling CDs. You know what I'm saying? We went to Wardingwood, Iowa. The very first day that I went to Wardingwood, Iowa, based off of them, you know what I'm saying? Because they already had the city on lock from the weed and the pills. Based off their plugs and their connects, the very first day we were in Waterloo, Iowa, I'm inside of the radio station, interviewing with the radio station, inside of the a couple of the nightclubs, being played, you know what I'm saying, in the nightclubs. You know what I'm saying? We saw Waterloo, Iowa apart. I never made more money on in one day selling CDs, with the exception of Bowling Green, Kentucky, than I have when I went to Waterloo, Iowa. You know what I'm saying? So it's a pretty good market to tap. We connected with a couple of the artists out there. We connected with uh, uh, Roxy. Uh, we connected with uh, BZ the Real. And uh, we just, you know, what I'm saying, made it click. What's, but the, what's the racial the time? These niggas were selling weed, though.
0: You said what? I said, what's the racial, what the racial makeup of the time? You ready to be blown it's away? Because it's, it's called Waterloo, you, Iowa. You ready to be blown yeah. away?
1: Yeah. That motherfucker is mini Chicago. Yeah. You got yeah. GDS and you got uh, Vice Lords. Yeah. And Waterloo, Iowa. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I believe
0: it though, because niggas got to migrate. You Indeed. What I'm saying?
1: Iowa, uh, uh, Waterloo, and Des Moines in Iowa. That's that's Chicago and Detroit. Yeah. Don't let these folks fool you. Think ain't no ain't no black folks in Iowa. Black Hawk County is, is, is niggas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know well, you know
0: saying. my partner went to uh, college out there. She, he was the he, one of the biggest niggas in Iowa football history. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? So I I, I yeah we know. Yeah. I could imagine, okay. it, especially with Chicago Go, being okay. right there. Now it's kind
1: of like you got uh, Waterloo on this side, and then you got a uh, uh, Cedar Point. Not Cedar. Uh, Cedar Rapids. No, 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 no. no, no. Now C- Cedar Rapids is down the road. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a uh, like it's like Detroit Monroe. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? But like their uh, Detroit, let's say Sterling Heights would be, I think it's Cedar Rapids, something Cedar. You know yeah. what I'm saying? White as can be. You know what I'm saying? But as soon as you cross that, whatever their eight-mile road is, yeah. in the Waterloo, shit, welcome to Niggerville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
0: 1998, let's talk about the Hooligan Project in the summer of 98. That okay. was a big time in your life. So yep. how, how did 1998 change your life?
1: 1998, uh, that's when I started uh, – Going for the gusto, Started deci- I decided to, I want to make money doing this because I love doing this. I'm tired of working at the car washers. I'm tired of washing folks' dishes. I don't want to sell crap, you know what I'm saying, and... I love music. I think I'm good at this. Right. Not only as far as making music, I think I got a good ability to sell the music. Right. So we started out with uh, karaoke machine tapes and candy bars, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Started selling the tapes at the corner of Finkel and Living Noise at the uh, gas station and also at the uh, cell phone shop. They kicked me out the cell phone shop every once in a while, but I still managed to sneak up in there. I see a nigga you anybody who know me that owns a store and knows what I do, they know if I see somebody look like they listen to hip hop, I'm walking up in that bad boy and I'm going to holler at you. So uh, I started selling the tapes in there. From there, I started working my way like down Living Noise. And then from the Living Noise area, I started expanding to the east side and stuff like that. So that 1998 was the year that I began to establish myself as an independent recording artist. The, uh, shopping of the demos didn't work so well. And so I never really had like a optimistic appraisal of being signed with any record company since then. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, well, maybe they just don't want niggas from Detroit. Maybe they don't, maybe they think I'm probably too independent for them or whatever. the,
0: the, The reality of actually that back in the day, mailing in a demo is, is really like, luck out the draw. It was not like... A, it, it, it never really was a system set up in my eyes to where you know that they listen to everything that they get. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes whoever got it in the mail would throw it away you or know, whatever. You know, based what on what I'm my saying? knowledge
1: right now... It's unsolicited. The reason that they call it unsolicited is because nobody walked into that office with that tape to represent that tape. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. It's another piece of mail to them. It's like you get you get a uh, KFC. Yeah. yeah, KFC sending you, you McDonald's sending you some mail. Right, and you're like, what the hell is it? Okay, whatever. Send right, but it back. that
0: one day Burger King might send you some mail, and you're like, I'm about to go grab a yeah, whopper. So exactly. that's what I'm saying. It's luck yeah, of the draw. Yeah, yeah, it's luck of the draw. And. What they never really told you, like they used to have to start putting, we don't accept unsolicited material. Yes. But nobody ever really told the person sending it, the music in what the fuck unsolicited is. Yes. You know what I'm yes. Saying? We had to so, find that out. Right. Yeah. Because we used to rap, man. We've been through it all. Like yes, you know sir. what I'm saying. We've been through it all with that. So, boom, '98, the summer. You tell yourself you about to sell these. You about to push. The, you about to push this music. Mm-hmm. And then like. You uh, the Hooligan Project. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that was that that was the project. It that,
1: was just a mixture of all kind, any song that I could get my hand on, then I recorded from either the studio of Mo Masters at Porch Productions, uh, a couple of things that I may have recorded on karaoke machine. You know what I'm saying? I just put that bad boy together. I think it was like, okay, I got ten songs, so I could pitch people ten songs, and uh, after that, that ain't don't know. okay, after that, I uh put together a, a new project, and each each time I, it's like kind of like how DJ Quick said, you know what I'm saying, it got a gang of clothes, all of my equipment, yes. and getting something new with each and every each and every shipment, I get something new, you know what I'm saying, like a, a, a better to, microphone, yeah, yeah, to to improve to improve the quality of the uh, recorders.
0: Yeah, so now you're doing all of this, and you mentioned that you, uh, family members with somebody like Fingerman, have you ever worked with R4s?
1: Uh, yeah, I were I, uh matter of fact art just hit me up yesterday. Yeah. That's my man's. Yeah, that's yeah. my man's. Uh we uh went to arts uh last time we was at arts like probably about a couple of weeks ago pick up a uh, old hard drive. Oh, okay. okay. But uh yeah, uh Fingers uh he's on the uh he's on the uh uh hooligan radio collection. Yeah. He's not on the hooligan rising now. I kicked everybody off the hooligan rising. we
0: gonna album. get to that. Yeah. That's coming next. But
1: That's uh cool. he's on he's pretty much on then everything that I got. We got a, a video called Hometown Heroes. You got the me, Fanger man and uh Los from the raw collection. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah Los Yeah, you go to the Type type of thing. That's where y'all at. y'all
0: sitting and y'all at the uh football field, right? Uh, what, I, what is the at no the no? Football that, uh, field?
1: next year. That's uh next year. Okay, the okay. one where we at the uh McKenzie track. Yeah, the yeah. The hometown heroes is an old video. I think we did this probably like in two thousand. Maybe eight two thousand seven something like that.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah. So being somebody who is so used to uh, being a spokesperson for yourself when you're selling this music, do you have like you had to put it on streaming platforms? How did you feel about that? Because I just, just to preference that, also I am anti streaming. I'm for streaming, and I'm I'm am five percent against it, and then the rest I'm for it. So so it's available worldwide. But when you used to selling somebody something, and you now you know the value, I can sell. 5 of these for $10 and have 50 bucks for the day. Mm-hmm. But then when you throw it on a streaming platform, they make up all of these this this, this this these bullshit antics that we really didn't have nothing to do with and tell you how much now they telling you they telling it's you it's only worth yeah. if you put it on this platform it's only worth a fourth of a penny. Like mm-hmm.
1: yeah. what my nigga? I felt like well this shit ain't worth it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well, in order to shut these niggas up to be talking yeah, man, you should put it on a streaming platform. And you know what? When I'm selling CDs out on the streets and I hear somebody say, You need to put it on streaming platforms, that immediately is a red flag to me that you don't know shit about making money from music. Right, if right. your if your immediate go-to argument is you need to put it on a streaming platform, I'm gonna lace you up.
0: I'm gonna let you up with something though. Uh I don't know if you know, but I ain't gonna say it on air, but I'm a uh I'm going to send you a website and stuff, and I'm going to lace you up with something where, okay, if you want it on streaming platforms, boom, there you go. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to lace you up with okay. that. But it,
1: but the thing such is, a good guy you are. Uh, when I last looked at my uh, CD, but now the stream is kind of going up this year, yeah. and thank God for that because that means that the world is, you know what I'm saying? Paying yeah, paying attention. But the money ain't going up, oh, you know man. what I'm saying? I Come can make more money from 100 streams. Hollering at one person selling a copy of the CD. Yeah, you gotta think
0: too, man. At one time, like, one time, like, we made, uh, we made like $400 off of streams, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, damn, that mean this many people had to listen to it. Yeah. So it's like, when you get paid, it's kind of like a slap in the face because mm-hmm. I go through different streaming services for different reasons and I like to see the breakdown because I release, like, my partner, he in jail, shit, eat. He got 22, 20 years ago, you know what I'm saying, Mm. 17 years ago. So he rapped. So I took all this shit, you feel what I'm saying, put this shit together, So put it out. So Uh he could hear it. I put it together. How you want me, Oh, you know what I'm saying, he rapped the uh, intro, uh, uh, some shit on our shit before I made that the intro. So Mm. I put this shit out, put it in the jail. So all the money you make, we make off of this, now I don't have to come out my pocket to give you money. You made this money. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did for him. But when I get to looking and I see like... Damn dog, just like to make a hundred dollars, like you rather just I rather just send it to you because you can't even count on those revisited. Like you could listen to it once. That mm-hmm. could be it. But one time one quarter I could have a thousand listens. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I just I'm not a I'm not okay with that. Yeah. You know what I, I'm yeah, saying?
1: I, I think that it's a horrible devalue uh devaluing of my work, you uh, yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying. yeah, yeah, that's cause, exactly. Cause this is like, yeah, art, yeah. and
0: yeah. I feel like the artist is who say how much the paintings and the music and shirts Right, Nobody else could tell me what I put into this to, to to for them to tell me that it's worth half of a penny. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm rapping about my homeboy who got murdered. You're exactly. telling me that's worth this half is my of life a penny? Here. Here. Yeah, yeah this, this is my life. But here again, these are jewels at the top of the list, and they think. All of this is based on the, the devaluing of how they how they look at niggas. Like, mm-hmm. all right, nigga you go take this penny because we told you to, mm-hmm. but but you a real one. you like, no, nah, dog, I'm still going to get out here and sell my shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Because, yeah. like,
1: I mean, look, that's their company. Yeah, you know yeah. and, and That's it, what they do. And that's just a but new form of distribution. That's not going to stop yeah. what I do, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. I'm still going to maintain my stuff. And the thing is, a lot of artists are falling victim to this mentality that we have to get on streaming platforms. Right. And the thing is, it's making the fans lazy, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you, you when you're when when you going out selling CDs, folks will be going, Oh, well, what's what's your social media? Where are you streaming? And I never let them get away with that. I'm always on the head. No, you ain't, I'm I'm not going to tell you you're not going to be a lazy fan. But, I mean, I'm going to encourage you. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to get that $5 out your ass. So yes. I'm going to try and be as polite as I can about it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to let you know, like, look, they are raping artists on that. Now, if you really want to get behind the movement, you're gonna give me five dollars for this CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Or you can you can go you can give me a dollar for this CD. It's, it it's still, still more than that. Yeah. Substantially, way more than if you went and listened to it a hundred times on Spotify. You right, know right. what I'm saying?
0: The ghost of Alien Weed. <laughs> As an independent film, you was behind. Like, explain. Let's talk. Let, 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 let's break okay. this down. How, I, what made you? Because was this before or after you went to Spex Howard that you decided? This, this to do was This was way before Specs Howard.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So, what what movie did you see that influenced you to tell you that you could put out an independent movie?
1: Uh, it was two of them. One was the Blair Witch Project. Okay. Uh that uh because if you watch the movie, you'll see like there were two different shoots to the Ghost of the Alien Weed here. One was kind of like Blair Witch style, where it's like we holding the camera and it's like, oh, it's all kind of crazy shit going on. And the second one was this old stupid movie called the uh uh Alien Warrior or uh, uh what was that movie, the Alien Warrior? It was an Alien Warrior, and it was about an alien who comes to Earth and he's uh defending justice, but it's just super corny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, if I could make a super cheap, super corny, super funny movie. It could possibly yeah, blow. Yeah, it could possibly, you know, you know, honestly, I wasn't concerned with the blow. You know what the motivation was behind that? I got tired of them old motherfuckers talking about, well, young man, I don't listen to rap music. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got something I can sell your old ass, you bastard. So I put that movie together, and we put that movie together like in, two weeks. No script, nothing. We just go out, shoot some stuff. You know what I'm saying? I shot, like, the first set based off Blair Witch, and then I bought an alien mask off eBay. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. We can shoot some more and just add it to it. So we shot the second set and just blended it all together, burnt it into a DVD, put a little cover to it. I'm like, hey, old man, you remember you said you don't listen to rap? Buy this. <laughs> so yeah. it was pretty much an attempt to get something, you know what I'm saying, that else to sell besides rap. Now, I know how to work my way around the old folks when they say, well, I don't listen to rap now. I just hit them with a counter, you know what I'm saying? I got a count. I'm not going to say it on air because I don't want, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to give saying. up my trade secrets, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I have- like, You know how a to knock Carrier. the door
0: down. I, yeah. I know everything you're talking about because I can knock on your door and sell you fucking gutters when, it's, when you're not even thinking about rain because exactly. I used to work for gutter great. Like, exactly. I know all the yeah. tactics. That's like,
1: where you get the it right there. Yeah. You get the training from those they, yeah, they people, train
0: wolves. Right, people underestimate that, you feel what I'm saying? Like one of my my, one of my homeboys to sell Kirby's now a lot of people went I to work too. for Kirby but this J&J nigga J&J Park and the
1: Sochi up on, on Farming yeah, yeah, like New selling rolls. Kirby's yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah that's <laughs> what I was doing too
0: yeah yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, so like people underestimate they go train you and then you just take that training and apply it to exactly. your product you exactly. feel what I'm saying the best people who ever rose. In the in the drug game, didn't sell drugs. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? They sold the experience that people want to live. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like the nigga with the most kilos ain't the nigga with the gold chain on the shit. Mm-hmm. He's the nigga on the beach that you aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Who just get a phone call and say, "Hey, it touch a dial in twenty states." Yeah, oh, cool. You feel what I'm saying? And yeah. people aspire to be that. That's why they the best at what they do. The nigga who talked the loudest, he's not gonna sell more dope than you because you go get busted. You feel what I'm saying? Before you even get a chance to rise to this level or to this plateau. You will get you will get stopped at two ounces when a nigga who you don't even know moving dope got four keys and yeah. he walking past you every day. Now yeah, that's you, just drug analogy. I don't sell drugs. I'm anti selling illegal drugs Indeed. to people in my yeah, neighborhood. Yeah. So you can come from another neighborhood and get it
1: though. <laughs> yeah, so like after
0: you put that movie out, like like what was the reception?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say Man, how many people receive that. That became a hood coke classic. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Ten years is it on ago, YouTube? Uh you know what? I took it down off YouTube for the reason I took it down is because back then I was jacking a lot of beats. Yeah. You know, yeah. know what I'm saying? This? So I don't own the uh, I don't own the rights to a lot of the beats that are on there you know what I'm saying and so like back in 2014 I started getting real into the ownership aspect of the rights of the music as opposed to like how I did it pre you know what I'm saying just jack everybody beat and put it out because I discovered that when you own the rights to it you register it with BMI you know what I'm saying once you start performing it and once you start like getting radio play off of it you get a nice little you know what I'm saying chunk of what's due to you yeah. you know what I'm saying so I I took it, it. It's on YouTube, but it's private because it's exclusively on my website. Yeah. If you go right. to JoeQandahooligan.com, you can find the whole movie right there. You yeah. Okay, I'm saying? gonna check yep. that out. I'm gonna check that out. Um Specs Howard. Okay.
0: Now, by the time you make it to Specs Howard, you shot a movie, <laughs> you're familiar with the recording process.
1: And I did radio.
0: It, right. And yep. you did radio. I did radio. So when you decide to go to Specs Howard, what was your mentality? Were you going to Specs Howard looking for a job within yep. the industry?
1: Yep. You remember back when they was doing all the movies downtown? Yeah. Before that bastard Rick Snyder cut the film budget? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, bet. They're doing all these movies downtown. I've got this experience. Hey, I did a movie myself. I've been doing music videos for years. I mean, I've been doing video pretty much. I got footage of me as a child. You know what I'm saying? I've been been doing camera work pretty much all my life. So I go, well, shit, this is perfect for me. So I go register the specs. Go through that little uh, bullshit one-year program to learn everything they already know, except for uh, Final Cut. They taught me Final Cut there. I give them that credit, but uh, pretty much right after I do that, they want uh, they want me to start doing internships. Now, mind you, I just gave ten, I just gave a whole year of my life to this program, and I paid for it. not working. Yeah, not working. I'm I'm a full time student. You know what I'm saying? So instead of hustling. I've got to study. You know what I'm saying? I got to put the burden on my family pretty much to take care of me now in the hopes that I'll be able to take care of them after I get out. Right. These niggas want me to do internships at Radio Station's way out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, I can't do no internship, man. Y'all got to pay me something. So that didn't work out on the radio tip. And then when I was applying for the video tip, I didn't get, I only got one job. It was working with this lady that does a TV show called the Bewick and Mac Show. She paid me fifty dollars an episode to edit her uh, episodes for uh, two episodes. So it was pretty much uh, out of ten thousand dollars, I got one hundred dollars based off Specs Out. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, uh, the film companies pretty much all moved out.
0: Packed up and yeah, left. Yeah, packed here. up
1: and left after uh, Rick Snyder had cut the uh, film budget. So it's like, what? Well, damn. Well, at least I got the experience. Now the one good thing that came out of that, the only good thing that came out of Specs Out. I met the legendary Shell Laws. Okay, boss. Yeah, that's the only thing she don't like. I don't think she like me telling this story, but I'ma tell it. <laughs> I'm Over the exclusive. Over the exclusive. She was very humble. The orientation day. I'm like, nigga, on the shit. Nigga, I already got movies, nigga. You know me, nigga. You bought my CD, nigga. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all in the orientation. Like, yeah, nigga, on the shit. I got videos out. I do movies. I got so many albums out, blogs. They split. So when it comes time for Shell Laws, and I had no idea who she was at this time, the, I, I didn't know Boss is Shell Laws at this time. She comes up, introduced, hi, my name's Shell. Well, my history isn't as extensive as his. I think she was showing off on me. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, slick, humble yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, my experience isn't as extensive as his, but I did radio down in Texas. Blase So a week later, I'm looking up everybody on Facebook and I'm looking up Shell Laws and I'm like, Shell Laws ain't on Facebook. Boss ain't got no Facebook. She don't do social media like that. So I'm like, well, maybe she's on MySpace or something. You know what I'm saying? So, so I Google Michelle Laws and Boss comes up and I'm like, uh, I'm reading Boss born in 19- 1960. I'm like, no, this ain't her. This girl young as hell. You know, Boston boss looks young for her age. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, hell no, this ain't this girl. So then I started looking at her, you know what I'm saying? Like a week later, I'm like, wait a minute. That is her. So I'm sitting next to her in class one day. I'm like, hey, are you? And she goes, I'm like, whoo-hoo. I just got geek like, nigga, we sit next to boss, nigga. I'm about to tell everybody, like, nigga, you know who the fuck is in this classroom with us? You know what I'm saying? But she was like, nope, nope. Do she, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? She ain't, she ain't want that, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, that's, that's why I don't know, think she got to But, it but that's the be, best yeah. thing out of Specs right there, you, you know what I'm saying? You should have started singing, don't ring the alarm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but
0: the truth of that is she might not look at that part of her life as a big deal because it was just her being young like you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like you just never know how like because look she could use that she is
1: not that gangster she is a sweet she fed us you know what i'm saying she's fed me and my family you know gangster
0: feed people too
1: no (laughs) no (laughs) no you're saying with the image that people have yeah Yeah, that's what i'm saying
0: because now that what we know about the music industry they probably turned her like you never know how somebody feel about probably the, the, the the uh the perception somebody else have based on that. You know, she had on straight jackets and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they painted
1: her as a total cycle. She is the sweetest, fucking person in the world you and, know what I'm
0: saying and they try to write her out of Def Jam yeah history. they, they definitely yeah. she, she definitely was to- the first woman signed at Def Jam yeah. and they'll try to tell you it was Foxy Brown or some, Yeah, mm-hmm. it so, was boss but yeah that's why it's like fuck Def Jam cause shit like that like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. that, that think, administration at Def yeah, Jam and, mm-hmm. and I think they take for granted that people don't know like, like what we, that's history to us she from here like to yeah. know just like your cousin this is hometown Like, right, just like your cousin getting signed and getting shelf. like a lot of people wouldn't know that but that would turn a real nigga off like I can't Ain't fuck with no major label like mm-hmm. they'll slow you down like yeah. now nah, he can't even be on your project You your cousins he can't even Pretty be on much. your project you you know what i'm saying that's yep. just sucking that's industry sucking shit, shit. Yeah, that industry. i just ain't yeah, that's yep. jewish shit man that's 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 that business model you know what i'm saying yeah we can't be censored so we can say what we want Indeed. you know what i'm saying Indeed. so september 6 2020 tell us what you got
1: i've got the hooligan rising album Coming out now, Hooligan Rising is pretty much the 20 year anniversary of the Hooligan 2000 album. Okay, the first. I guess I'll say semi-professional album that I came out with where I wasn't on the karaoke machine where the first digital with a nice CD cover was an album that came out called Hooligan 2000. It was like late 2000. And I come out with like uh, a different volume of it like every few months. You know what I'm saying? Like Hooligan 2000 volume two, volume three, then Hooligan 2001, on to about Hooligan 2003. So what I did was I took the the best songs out of the Hooligan 2000 series and I pretty much re-recorded them and I put them in the project called Hooligan Rising. And I guess it's like the new beginning, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to reestablish my history because I never really put it down the way that I feel I should have put it down, you know what I'm saying, with those old projects. I Jack beats and stuff, you know what I'm saying? It never really was mine, you know what I'm saying? This shit right here is mine. And like I said, when I told you I kicked everybody off of it because niggas was bullshitting, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Niggas wasn't serious, you know what I'm saying, about getting involved with this recording pro- uh, process with me. So the only feature that I have on this album is my brother, A.G. the Rider C. Austin. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was supposed to have uh, finger man for the DBGs on here. I was supposed to have the homeboy Shamar W. on here. I was hoping to get uh, the homeboy uh, Castro from the Outlaws on here, but it just wasn't moving, you know what I'm saying, at the speed that I needed to move. Is know Castro Mutu
0: Who's no, Castro. No, Castro <laughs> is the one who got to, like he about to be an engineer. Like, Castro... Is the one who like really quit rap for real like that? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. He the pretty one much. you never talk to, right? He, yeah. I heard he about to be like an engineer. He go to uh, he in school and all of that. Like, you know
1: what? We got a song with Castro. If you go on YouTube, you type in uh, "I Got the Bass," Kwan the Hooligan, me, McBay from D Twelve, and Castro from the Outlaws. You'll find it on YouTube. It's a pretty dope song. And you know what? Fuck it, I'm to say it. Castro about to come back. Okay. Okay. This is no, This, 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 this is the inside. Yeah, we we right here, right here on the connected experience, we gonna give you this insider. Yeah. We can get this nigga to stop bullshitting, he coming back. Yeah. I mean, but just like bring we said him to about, the show, yeah, my nigga. The show. Just like the we show. said
0: about Boston, though, it might not be bullshitting. You gotta think about this, bro. He's he he's known to the world as
1: Castro the Outlaw. Is this thing gone? Yeah. yeah. Castro, stop <laughs> <laughs> bullshitting. <laughs> he's bullshitting. Okay, get right. off your shoulders. Stop bullshitting. This, 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 this is and this, this is from the inside. Right, right, that nigga's bullshitting. We we trying to get him back though. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I yeah. mean, we look. We, we fuck with Castro. That that, yeah. that is we at MBG. We consider Castro a part of the fucking MBG. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That man is, is a part of the Sovereign Kings movement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he feels a certain sort of way. He's like. Man, fuck doing all these Tupac tributes. Yeah. yeah I don't want right, him to be a bunch of I don't want That's, what, under I'm my saying, cousins though, that's shadow. what I'm saying. That's what saying. He don't want, yeah. you, he want he you to. He wanna be fuck Castro. He don't want you to yeah. fuck
0: with him because he can't. Like, so and and hindsight, he do, he's doing actually was perfect because it's been so long he's not Castro or the Outlaws no more. Yeah. If he came much. out today, so many people never don't hear from him, so he's not Castro or the Outlaws. Pretty and much. then you gotta imagine who would be trying to exploit and want to do interviews because the world is enamored with old Pac stories. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool. I get it, but look, bro. I don't want to keep having to tell the shit that hurt me about my homeboy. Indeed. I don't want to keep having to hear about who was in the car when my homeboy got smoked and I was right here. Like the, the trauma in living that. You know what Indeed. I'm saying? Like Indeed. and I, I every time Indeed. you hear about it, damn, should I if I would have did this that night with would that would have happened. Like, nigga, yeah. mentally that's gonna destroy you. So yep. no, nah, I don't want I'm such and such. I don't yeah, I that can't will even fuck watch you. the video. That's gonna fuck with that you. That will you fuck. You know what with I'm you. saying? Yep. So September 6th, 2020. With the yeah. project. Okay, now, nah, we were just talking about digital streaming platforms, but will it be available? Yep, of course. It's, okay. it's going to have to be. But go to your website. Right. But go, but but go, go to, to, to
1: joequandahooligan.com and get that shit from me. Right, right. That's you what i See me, about to me say. on the streets, grab that shit. From me. Yeah. Now, of course, it's available to the world. You know what I'm saying? If you never met Joe the Hooligan, you see a Joe the Hooligan poster somewhere, you're like, hmm, I wonder who this guy is. Of course you're gonna go to Spotify or iTunes or something like right, that. Right, but Tyler. if I shake your hands and look you in the eye and you like what you hear, and you're impressed, fuck with me by going to me. You know what I'm saying? I got it, it I got it on my website exclusively. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, you just right. go to PayPal, you can download the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Through uh through my website, through PayPal, you know what I'm saying? Right, and right. that helps me. That doesn't help Spotify. That doesn't help Apple. Right. ITunes, that don't help you know they said? market shit. Yeah, that that's you. me. Right, yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? You are going directly to the artists.
0: So, man, we appreciate you coming, man. We appreciate Brothers, you. Brothers, I your appreciate time. y'all. No, man. Doubt, no doubt. We appreciate your grind because that's what got you here. You know what I mean? Yes, and, sir. And, and yes, I sir. literally been watching you for a whole year, bro. That's like, what's like up. straight up. Like it's <laughs> that's not what's a joke. What's it's up, not man. a joke. That's I've been what's watching up. I've been I've been having my eye on you for a whole year. That's But before what's we up. get up out of here, man, I just want y'all to know that the show is sponsored by uh Dave U, Urban Fantasy uh award winner, author S. L. Jackson and the book Animal Instinct, The Urban Jungle. You can go to one sljackson.com to order the award winning Animal Jungle. Animal Instinct, the Urban Jungle, yeah. which is an urban fantasy. The book is an urban fantasy, which means it's 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 make believe. It's a fairy tale with real aspects of life. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I won some. I won an award for. And what you know, we about to turn it. We turning it. We in the process of turning it into an animated series. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, big, big shit. So I would say that you should read the book first. So uh, you can understand. So you can understand. I got watching. paperback. I got ebooks, You know what I'm saying? Get at me. We about to do the exclusive merch. When the merch drop. When the merch drop, I'm looking to stop working my nine to five. Yeah, when the merch, you know the merch. That's what my saying? goal is to stop working my nine to five. When, when the merch drop, you know what that's I'm saying? saying. That's so yeah, yeah, packages the, the, mur- yeah, yes, the packages uh. gonna be crazy. But we looking at a, a early twenty one, a twenty twenty one release date for the seri- uh, for the animated series. Yeah. But what but what's crazy is uh, a black author wrote the book. Yeah. A yourself. black animator, the black, I got black animators, animators yeah, and it's coming out it. on a black. Uh, yeah, you got streaming platform, some,
1: uh, Montreal or something, right?
0: No, no, I got uh, HB Comics is doing it. Okay, okay, I'm that, that's homegrown. That's homegrown. Yeah. Okay, you know that's what I'm what so... saying. But it's all black, bro. Like if if a black streaming service don't, I'm saying it every time I say this. If a black streaming service don't Pass pick it up, this. I'm shutting them all down. I'm clowning the shit out of all of them. I'm a clown, <laughs> so, I'm a clown, motherfucker, <laughs> so hard. People, that's how people gonna know about y'all and not to fuck with y'all. You feel uh, uh, what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't talk to black. Shit you can't talk that black shit and not and You know what I'm saying? It did. And matter of fact, the the lady narrating. And I don't know if she black or white, but her last name Black. Yeah. <laughs> That's real talk. I don't oh, yeah. know if she black or white, but oh, yeah. her last name Black. So, AJ, how you doing, man? Yeah, so if y'all want to get at me on the Instagram and the Twitter, it's TCEpod, at TCEpod. What about you? If they want to get with me, man, they got to go to 1SLJackson.com. Everywhere, everywhere else is on there. But you can read the shit that I got going on in the press. The Source Magazine done talked about me. The Publishers Weekly done talked about me. Yeah. Swag, Her Magazine, dud. I got an interview coming out with them. like, I'm rookie of the year, bro. Yeah, I'm rookie of the year with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I am the only person to ever write an award-winning debut novel and then turn that award-winning debut novel into an an animated animated series. series. Mm. Only one in history, so I made my own table. Now I could put gear niggas seats there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and again man, I want your website so people can get it.
1: JoeQuandahooligan.com You can uh find spell a-
0: spell it out. That ain't, that ain't an easy spell for niggas. <laughs> you
1: you can find all here. Yeah, you can find all my video blogs, all my music, all my downloads at JoeQuandahooligan.com You make sure you That's put this up there too though cuz we going to see it. J O Q U A D O H O O L I G A N.com.
0: Yeah, so say it again though cuz I was talking
1: cuz I want to make sure this go on there too though, you feel me? J o q u a n D A H O O L I G A N dot com. Okay, Joe Quan
0: Again, man, we appreciate you, yeah, brother. Definitely appreciate it. I appreciate, appreciate you, the a out of y'all, man. Yeah, I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what oh, I want for my myself. Brother.